so this Sunday is there all these holy days that come together, Easter, Earth Day, Passover, holy days that reach to something more and connect to deeper wisdom, truths which come from our being and should, I would add, inform our living. But I won't have time this morning to get to all that. But to focus, look at what I wrote on the back of your order of service as a write-up for today. And about rolling up our sleeves for the whole human communion that becomes real through our lives and our actions. I wrote that several weeks ago, but this week took that preparation and placed it into its own reflections, ones I'm still working with and seeing with new eyes. So let me begin with the beginning of the week. Monday was my day off. It was also the day that the roof of the Cathedral of Notre Dame burned. Throughout the afternoon, I checked the news several times, hoping to see that fire was under control, only to see that it kept burning. It was too painful and sad for me to watch at any length of time. The image of the spire collapsing etched itself in my mind's eye so that the next day, as I was stopped at the light at King and Forth, I looked up and I noticed the steeple at First Presbyterian for one of the first times. I drive that and I never see it. But as I saw it, I flashed to it on fire and crumbling to the right. When the fire at Notre Dame was finally brought into control, the heartening news, not really good, but heartening, was that almost all of the art and relics had been saved, no one was seriously hurt, and the integrity of the cathedral was undamaged enough to rebuild. Nothing can bring back what was consumed in the flames. It was lost forever. I heard French philosopher Bernard-Henri Lévy say that the roof can be rebuilt, but that the feel of 800 years of history is gone. He spoke about the spirituality and quantity of beauty embedded in the wood of the roof that was destroyed and cannot be replaced. The spirituality and quantity of embedded beauty. We are not conscious of that quantity of embedded beauty. I listened, I went back and, you know, I was driving and just caught pieces of it. So I went back and listened to, I think it was Here and Now, and the interviewer, Jeremy Hobson, said, How could this happen? And Henri Lévy said, it happened because, and he says it in this wonderful, deep French accent, which if you've ever been to a French bakery run by people from France, it makes the truffles taste that much better. <laughs> but he said it in a way that just made it settled in. He said it happened because we did not take care enough. The emphasis on care. And at the moment, I thought, no, it was really just an accident. It was more an accident. But then I saw how my thinking, just an accident, which it was, 
I thought about that and how that allows us to move on. Because even the accident happened. And it happened as a result. It could be seen as we did not take care enough, did not care enough, love enough, to not be distracted by other concerns enough. That's how we tend to live our lives, distracted from our life and care by how busy we are and how much we move on. Henri Lévy said, as treasures, as spiritual treasures, he said, we are not conscious of the spiritual price. That was the preface to that quantity of beauty embedded in these sorts of monuments. He said, we know their age, we know they are threatened, we know the decay, but we don't care. Jeremy Hobson asked whether the firefighters made the wrong decision, and he was doing that in response to some prominent person saying they'd made the wrong decision and should have dumped water on the cathedral. Um, but he asked whether the firefighters had made the wrong decision, and Henri Lévy replied, I'm not a specialist. I leave that to them. The wrong decision was not to cherish the treasure as a part of ourselves. I remember how in graduate school, in when I was doing my PhD work in ecology and evolutionary biology, I took a break and I took a writing class. And there was this essay that I worked on so long, a long time, a draft to try to discover what I was trying to say. And it came back to me this week. It was an essay before I had religious language, before I became a father. And I was writing about trying to tease out what was holy and sacred to me. And that was where holy meant a feeling, a sense of beyond me, of awe and wonder, of something more. And I came at the end at the conclusion, for me, it was old growth forests with big trees. And it was old churches particularly with high ceilings. I didn't find good words for the feeling of their presence, but it was sort of that conclusion. I was young, my 20s, they were old. There was scale and history and beauty and connection, but there was that that oriented me in life and living it gave me a place, a feeling of place, an embrace of goodness that was around me. As many of you know, I then went on to become a conservation biologist. And I lived in seeing what disappeared. I knew, I noticed. What people saw is just the natural world I saw in this state of decay. I saw places lost forever. I saw opportunities. Henri Lévy, that concentration of beauty embedded. I knew that we did not care enough. I even compared species extinction and habitat loss. I thought about it to the destruction of the Mona Lisa. What if that were lost forever? I knew that people didn't care about butterflies or woodpeckers or longleaf pine disappearing enough to respond. They just went on living 
and that happened all around them. But I thought they would respond. They would respond to the loss of great works of art. And they did, which is a good thing that I'm making that comparison. Global warming has been in the news in a lot. And now it's in our awareness. <laughs> it was also in our comments about the weather on Thursday, you know. How did this happen that we got to this place? Because we did not care, because we do not care enough to take care of that immense beauty, which is this earth that gives us life, this place where we become life. It was a failure to care on the part of each of us and all of us. We're each and all responsible and we can each do our part to care. Justice and the human communion, the communion of all beings, community, common unity. The wrong decision was not to cherish this treasure as part of ourselves. In my notes, I wrote, we don't respond to need and love as well as we respond to loss and perhaps tragedy. And then, for so many things, it may be too late. Today's Easter Sunday, and you say, what about Easter? Why Easter? It, because Easter is all about hope. It's all about new life, not as a miracle beyond belief, but as a deeper truth that comes from the very nature of life. Easter is all about life and death and how important the communion of all beings is to that. When you think about the story of Jesus and you go back, we don't settle into this, but the Roman Empire came down on him. People turned on him. The roof actually caved in on him. And then the message is that there can be there is life beyond that which takes it away. There is light beyond dark. Life can be resurrected. It can be born again. We can be the resurrection as we live into it and as we live as if it were so. It takes work. It's not easy. It's not like you hear, well, just declare this belief. We may need help to roll away the stone. Roll away the stone to see with new eyes. As money to rebuild Notre Dame poured in, so did money to rebuild the churches in Louisiana that had been burned down. I hadn't made that connection. I hadn't seen that. I hadn't thought of giving money. I hadn't thought of helping to restore them. My own failure to care. Here I am working at what Scott Hardinieri calls the intersection of spirituality, compassion, and justice. And I would add responsibility, and I hadn't seen that. I hadn't made that connection. The stone rolled away, and I saw with new eyes the human communion, the common union, the common unity. In the last few weeks of my own life, I have seen love and hurt and pain and life with new eyes in many different ways. And part of that is that the weather has changed and my depression of winter has lifted some. There's also my upcoming retirement. It keeps rolling stones away from the pile. 
as I am forced to let go and look differently? What Easter's are there for you? What stones need to be rolled away? And then after the stone rolls away, there is the being the resurrection, stepping into the new light and insight. There is that work of becoming, taking care of the new life before us. I thought about this, and you realize that the stone rolled away, but Jesus had to step out of the tomb, as the story goes. But He had to step out of the tomb and into his new life. He didn't know what that was going to be like. He had to do that work to then become that new presence. The insight means very little if the action doesn't follow. Think about Passover. Passover says that escaping exile from not living fully is not easy. You can't wait for the right time for the bread to rise. You can't wait until it's comfortable. You have to step beyond habit and into new life. What Bernard-Henri Lévy said about monuments, historical treasures applies here. He said, you have to take care of them as you would a child, as you would a baby. This is what we have to relearn. Care of and for life is the life and living we have to resurrect. I had a side note that it's sort of at this moment that Easter comes round to Christmas. You think about it. New life has to be cared for to keep on living and to grow into being. Remember the big old southern red oak that once stood on the other side of the parking lot? Remember that? It was here when I first came, and there was a lot of talk about taking it down because it was a threat to cars. It had a, a rotten limb in the center. But we managed to make the case, no, um, let's don't cut it down. But its roots were confined. It had been captured by the parking lot. And I bought hoses um, so that it, they would stretch from the office, and I watered it during the years so that it would have extra water. Well, that only went so far, and this year we cut it down. I counted the rings in the center of the tree. It was 175 years. Think back the history of when that began. Think back in the history of the roof um, in Notre Dame. 800 years, that was cut from oak forests that I imagine still grew in France as old-growth trees to become a part of that cathedral. Remember, too, the log cabin. The pine, the top from the white pines fell on it in a storm, and so we said they're dangerous. <laughs> I mean, it was time. I'm not making a case for not. So we cut them down, and then we raised the log cabin. We took it down. Um, Stephen Cephalou shares that when, and I got permission to share this, that when they drove up the first day when the log cabin was down. Maggie and Sawyer in the car. Maggie looks up and goes, seeing it's not there, goes, whoa, Miss Vicky's gone too far this time. <laughs> I wish for our ending today that Easter had come 10 days earlier this year. If you notice, there is a redbud tree near Canuga. It's at the corner of the parking lot and of what was the front yard of the cabin. 
And three weeks ago, it was in full bloom. Again, I don't think I ever really noticed it before amidst the pines. Now it stood out in bright splendor, its beauty announcing the love welcomes all message just beyond. So Easter and Holy Days, caring enough about life, yours and the lives of life around you to rise into caring and loving and living with and living fully in your own beautiful way for all. Oh, and Joe Robustelli told me, and I went out and looked, um, it just arrived. I didn't see it. I think it arrived yesterday. We have a new cherry tree that is being planted. It just arrived. It's being planted where the old cherry tree was cut down again last year. So on Easter Sunday. So this Easter, this Earth Day, this Passover, arise in body or in spirit. Be newly alive. Be newly alive for the you you need to be and that the world needs you to be. Take good care. Take good care. Do your part to care. And then be good care.